is your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, fitness, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, exercise, drugs, disease, training, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call. We're going to get to those calls in just a little bit. Anything goes health-wise. If you've got a question, join us, ask the question, and we will get you the very best answer we can. So, looks like Kim has joined us. Kim, were you running to your computer to join us? I know how busy you are these days. I know. <laughs> I know. It was crazy. It was, um, you know, it's me. Like, I'm, and Bridget and I are working phones on that, so I apologize to anybody who I am late with with their neutral cues stuff, um, but it's, it's tax season, and I had a phone call that we were, I was helping someone with propagators, but then it turned to a a keto lesson. I was thinking of talking oh. about keto and stuff. And, um, and, and, yeah, and, which I love. I love it. It's so fun. And um, so, yeah, I had to run downstairs. I'm like, I'm going to get some water. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be right back. I figured. I, I've been watching the phones, and I know we are busy, yeah. busy, busy on the phones. Um, it's just that time. And you and I were kind of talking about mm-hmm. this. Not that we have a lot of time to talk to each other these <laughs> days, but... Um, you know, we're putting a lot of our own training and, and, you know, ideas about health to the test right now, because, you know, mm-hmm. around Let's mm-hmm. Truck, we're all busy. It, it's, we're working a lot of hours. We're very, very busy during those hours and it's a little stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no question. I, I have, you know, I had fully planned on having a very busy first quarter with, you know, health stuff and courses and, you know, big projects, and then the tax law change happened, which we didn't see coming. Yeah, and we mm-hmm. certainly didn't think it was going to be this right. big. And, you know, in business, sometimes things change. In fact, most of the time they change, and you have to adapt. So, you know, rather than be so locked in and rigid on those other projects, I had to look at things and say, but wait a minute, tax time is a very limited season. You can't put this off. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's, there are certain times where the priorities set themselves. You know, we are very busy with taxes. We're taking a lot of new clients. We're developing a lot of new strategies around taxes, which I'm excited about. We are even developing an entire new approach to business accounting. And and I'm I'm going to talk about it a little bit here because I'm going to relate this to health. I had this idea this morning. So the funny thing is, I've been helping people with their personal financial planning since uh, 2001 when I uh, received my CFP designation. And the philosophy that I always built all of my financial planning around, and it certainly wasn't my idea, it's been around forever, was the concept of pay yourself first. Before you pay any other bills, 
you pay yourself money that is going to go into some sort of savings. You know, whether it's an emergency fund or, you know, a vacation fund or retirement or savings to buy a house, whatever goals you need to save money for, you do that first. Every time you get paid, you set aside the savings and then you figure out how to live on what's left over. It's the only way you'll ever really get to significant savings. And people say, but that's never going to work because I can barely pay my bills now. In fact, some months I can't. And that's the point. You always scrape by somehow. You know, the month that you were already hurting and the transmission goes out on your car, you know, you always figure out a way. And the problem is you wait till you everything's perfect and you think you're going to save something at the end of the month and it never works. But if you force yourself to pay that savings first, you'll figure out how to live on the rest. Common, lots of financial planners teach it because it works. It works every time. Why I never thought to apply that to business, I, I, you know, it was the light bulb moment. Like, wait a minute. Why don't we run our business that way? And I am so guilty yeah, of not yeah. doing this. And I read a book all about entrepreneurs. It's what got me thinking about this, that entrepreneurs, you know, they share a lot of the same personality traits. And one of them that's very common, and I am so guilty of this, is we believe, arrogantly believe, that we can always earn our way out of a problem. You know, if we're short on cash flow... Uh, I don't mind you say that. I'll just make more. <laughs> exactly. That's what we think. It's a very common thing with entrepreneurs. And we are just so confident. Oh, so what? We're short. I'll just go sell something. I'll go make more. I'll, I'll, I've got another idea. That's what we do. The problem with it is what we also do is we focus so much on growth that we do go sell more and generate more revenue. That's what we're good at. That's why we're entrepreneurs. But we tend to let our expenses grow with it. So every time we have more revenue, we add more expenses. Mm -hmm. So the company's growing, but the profit isn't. And, you know, one of the guys I was reading some stories about, he said he was so guilty of this. He was really good at growing companies and actually selling them, even though they weren't profitable. Because he had an idea, he proved the idea, he built the business. It wasn't profitable because he wasn't running it very well. But he was good at growing it. And he said, you know, that it was fine because I was selling companies for a lot of money and then I would live on the sales and build another one. And he said, but I finally got thinking, why don't I just make them profitable from day one? And the fear is, well, if you try to cut expenses, you won't be able to grow. And he said, it's absolutely not true. If you stop focusing on growth, and focus on profit from Mm -hmm. day one, growth comes naturally. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at turning our whole idea of accounting, even our app, upside down. And, you know, incorporating some of these ideas. It's a little more complicated in business. You have to figure out, you know, what percentages and, and set some targets. But that's what I'm working on. And then I got thinking. This has been such a great year for owner-operators especially. Uh, 2017 was. I am seeing more owner-operators in the $80,000, $90,000, range profit than I've ever seen before. So that got me thinking about 
you know, there's a lot of extra money. This tax bill is really good for small businesses. We're going to make more money, pay less tax. This is a really good time to pay your health first, too. Because one of the complaints we hear all the time is, you know, that grass-fed pastured meat is really expensive. Especially because I have to have it delivered to my door because I can't find it local. It is, no question. Um, I now have all my produce delivered once a week and it's all organic. You know, so I used to be sort of good at eating, you know, pastured and grass-fed and organic. I, I would get whatever there was at the store you know, and then fill in the rest with, you know, traditionally raised foods. And now, well, I will tell you, other than a trip I had to take and travel, um, in the last 30 days, I would bet 95-plus percent of the food I ate was was raised correctly, pastured, grass-fed, organic. I mean, it's almost 100% now. And that's an investment in yourself and your health and it's going to pay dividends for the rest of your life. So I think that's another way to look at this that, you know, yes, it might cost me a little more to eat better in the short run. I believe it will lower your overall health cost in the long run, but think about it as this is just something I have to pay first. It it should be a priority. You know what, I bet you would even, I bet, and I maybe I just need to make that jump too, is that I could see us almost saving money or at least evening out because those trips to the grocery store, first of all, the time, but you you buy more. Right. So if you have that coming <laughs> right. to your house, I could see you having to be very, um, very creative on making meals out of what you have in front of you. I, I did that when I used to be part of a CSA because then it, I would use what was in front of me and I would find recipes or I would make something with it. So if that's all coming to you, you're cutting out that grocery store trip, unless you got to get some, you know, I'm sure you have to get essentials and that kind of stuff. But as far as for eating, I could see that could easily, you know, and like you said, once you do it first, you figure out the rest to keep in your budget, and you take care of that first. So, right, yeah, I got to look at it that because now that Crowd Cow um, delivers to Florida, I haven't. Um, I get their emails, but I haven't latched onto them yet. Yeah, well, there's the music. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that and a couple more things, and then we'll get to your calls and questions. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Uh, we're talking about all kinds of things. We're talking about, you know, paying yourself first, you know, in business and personal finance, but paying for your health first. Because without your health, nothing else matters anyway. So this absolutely should be a, a priority. But Kim, you're right. You know, I look at my overall food bill, and I am to the point now where, like I said, everything I buy and consume at home is the best quality. It's pastured and grass-fed meats, and, and I can get beef, pork, chicken, lamb, bison, elk. It's so easy to get stuff now. The, my produce is all organic, and everything else I buy, all my pantry stuff, comes from Thrive. So, you know, three kind of different deliveries, you know, frozen meat, fresh produce, and pantry items, it all gets delivered to my door. And it's crazy. I just don't go to the grocery store anymore. And I love that. And I, you know, it's like a goodie box, you know, shows up. I get excited about it. You know, what's, you know, can't wait to open it and make something. And um, it really is worth it. You know, three years ago, I wouldn't have thought it would ever be this easy. So, you know, it might look like it costs a little more, but I think you're right. Overall, by the time you figure in the time and all the extra stuff you buy when you're in a grocery store, I just don't think it costs that much more. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry. Kim, I put you on hold and forgot to bring you back. Hold on. There you go. Oh, <laughs> Okay, I'm glad you did because I was munching on my own. <laughs> so I had to. Uh, it made me think too. I'm gonna uh, back up a little. We, we were talking because I, you know, I texted you this morning. You know, because we usually have a topic we're going to talk about. We've been so busy, we haven't been able to like even put a lot of time to the health stuff. And um, but like you said, it's kind of cool. It kind of puts our training into play. And so you know, I've been focusing on not having what Mark Hyman calls a, a food emergency to make sure that my refrigerator is stocked, you know, with good stuff so um, so that you don't have that and reach for the bad stuff, which is right in line with you getting all that good food delivered to your home. Um, but what is the produce place you get you know, uh, delivered? The, the, I, I'm trying one right now. It's called Farm Box Direct, and there are others. It, I, I'll tell you, I, I love this, the the quality of the produce is outstanding. My selection isn't as big as I'd like it to be. It's not awful, but it isn't mm. as big as I would like it to be. Um, you know, I get, like, uh, organic tricolored carrots. I get uh, really fresh green beans, uh, Brussels sprouts. Um, got some great kale the other day, beets. You know, and it changes every week. And they, they, I love it because they send you an email on the same day every week, and they say, okay, it's time to, you know, sub if you want to. So you get the opportunity. Yeah. So you choose, like I chose a small organic box, and then they do a medium and a large. But a small organic box is a lot of produce, and it, it's plenty for me for a week. So I choose a small box, but then each week I can go in and say, no, you know what, I, um, I'm still using the carrots from last week, and they're fine, but I'd really like uh, some more of that broccoli. So you can substitute the broccoli for the carrots, or you can substitute onions for zucchini. You know, So it, it's really nice. You get that email every day, the same day every week. You make your substitutions and your choices, and then the box shows up the same day every week. 
Uh, so it's really, uh, it's really nice. Like I say, between you know meat delivery and you know a big freezer that I keep well stocked, uh, the produce delivery that comes every week, and I order pantry items from Thrive whenever I need them. All my food just shows up now. Now, so there was one category of food that wasn't working right because I can't get it through my produce company and I don't want to have to go to the store just for this, but I love cooking with fresh herbs much more so than dry. So I thought, Uh well, you know, I'm kind of missing the whole fresh herb thing. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll find Uh another produce company and maybe somebody will be able to deliver it and I haven't had time to look. And then I saw an article the other day I don't know why I didn't think of this. Did you know you can ferment fresh herbs? No, I didn't. I didn't either. Makes sense, I guess. I know. Mm -hmm. I never even thought about it. And it's no different than (laughs) fermenting vegetables. It's the exact Mm -hmm. same process. Fill Mm -hmm. Fill a mason jar up with a bunch of fresh herbs and pour in your brine. The, you know, good, clean, non chlorinated water and two tablespoons of good quality salt. Pour in the brine. You know, put a lid on it and let it sit for a week or two, and then throw it in the refrigerator, and it lasts like six months. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love. Um, I'm fortunate with weather here in Florida to be able to. I know. I love having fresh herbs around. So. I know you can grow them um, yeah. all year round there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah, you have to let us know how that comes out. Yeah, so um, one other thing, and then we'll get to some calls and questions. One of the things I was getting a little concerned, I don't do this a lot, but you know all of the substitutions. Like there, you know, we found companies that do pasta. Oh, yeah. Uh, they do pasta, they do pizza crust, they do chips, they do tortillas. But And then you look at all the, you know, kind of keto dessert recipes what is the the most used ingredient in all of those foods? I mean, what's the flour that they use almost exclusively in all of those foods? Um, I haven't baked a lot, but I'm going to guess either almond flour or yeah, coconut flour. It, it's almond. I mean, almost all of these good mm-hmm. substitutions are made with almond flour. And they're good. I love them. But we also eat a lot of almonds. And then I got thinking, you know, it's not good to eat the same food over and over and over. So, you know, I was kind of staying away from kind of watching how many of those things I would eat. I found a company now. Um, it's called Saver Tooth, which I thought was a cool name. Like Saber Tooth. Yeah, Saver Tooth. Um, yeah. <laughs> they're making all of their substitutions out of pumpkin seed flour. And it's interesting because it gives you... I mean, I know why. I mean, it's pretty nutritious for you, but that's cool. Yeah, it it, it gives you a different taste, a different texture than all the almond flour products. But what I really like is now we're introducing a new food and new nutrients. And pumpkin seeds are very nutritious, high in minerals, lots of trace minerals in them. So it's a way to mix it up. So here's the other cool thing. This company has frozen pizza crusts. Oh, cool. Yeah. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I bought like uh, two six-packs of them, so like 12 pizza crusts. They are amazing, and they're so convenient. They're oh, clean. Okay. Yeah, there's – look at the ingredient list. There's all, next to nothing in there. They're really clean. 
they crisp up better than any other kind of like keto or paleo pizza crust I've ever seen. You can get them really, really crispy. And they're so convenient. Pull them right out of the freezer frozen. Load all your toppings on it. Throw it in the oven for 20 minutes. You have a great pizza. Hmm, that sounds good. I'll have to try it. Yeah, there's another one out there. I, I think in my cauliflower foods that has the frozen, and they just came out with a wrap that's with cauliflower and collagen in it. I, um, I'm waiting. But, yeah, for, that's cool to find alternatives. I'm, I'm waiting for my order from that company. Nuh-uh. Yeah, I did. I, <laughs> I ordered their, that's awesome. Yeah, I ordered several of their frozen pizza crusts, and then I got the email about their new wraps, and I ordered those. So I'm just waiting on yeah. that order to come. Okay, so you haven't tried the crust yet. No, not the cauliflower crust. That sounds good, though. The, okay. You know, and, and I've made all of these crusts. Yeah. I, I've made the almond flour crust. I've made right, the right. fathead pizza. I've made the cauliflower crust. I've, you know, even bought flour from the saver tooth i bought pumpkin seed flour and made my own pizza crust and i I can make them all and they come out great but it's a lot of work it's one more step that sometimes Mm -hmm. some days i just don't do it because i don't have that time and i don't feel like making the mess and it's you know convenience is still nice i just want it to be very healthy convenience and and we're starting to see more and more of these products it's exciting yeah, it sure is. And I, again, I'm just so appreciative of the companies, the people that dedicate their their livelihood to bringing them to market for us. Yeah, because that's not an easy task. You know, we're, we've been somewhat involved right. in that with the monkey brittle, and that is a very, very tough business. You know, I, I've run a lot of businesses. I've started them. I've helped other people. I study business. And, boy, bringing a very healthy food alternative to the market is not an easy task and there is a lot of risk yeah so it's good yeah, to I'm see i'm just my cauliflower crust right now too. you got me hungry <laughs> yeah it's good to see those companies doing that i'm excited about it all right we're going to get to one yeah. more break here yeah. and then we're going to come back and we're going to get to your calls and questions we'll do that right after this stick around Kevin Rutherford. Welcome. Oh, hold on.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get to your calls and questions. Let's start off in Illinois. Ron, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I actually have two questions. Um, The first one is at night, sometimes I'll wake up and the top uh, then the front of both my thighs will be itching. Hmm. That's interesting. And it only happens at night when you're sleeping? Well, when I wake up from sleeping, yeah. 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 Well, only at night. And it's possible it's the itching that's waking you up. Um, no, no, it's not. No? Because okay. I'll wake up and then the itching will start. Oh, interesting. Um, any redness or rash or welts or just, you know, normal looking skin that's itchy? Yeah, just normal. Huh. And just your legs? Just my legs, my the, the front, front part of my thighs. thighs. Have you, you know, the first thing we always look for is kind of obvious. Like, have you made any changes in, like, soap, cleaning supplies, laundry detergent, dryer sheets, any, any, like, any product like that that would come in contact, and even though it's only in one spot, that it can happen that way. So I, I would look and see if anything like that changed. Anything you can think of? No, okay. because I, I don't have any standard of what I use. You know, it's always it's always whatever's around type of thing. Yeah, okay. Well, when did it start, Rob? Yeah. When did it start, Ron? Oh, um, oh, it's been going on for quite a while, you know, years. Oh, Ooh, how weird. Um, have you ever filled out our NutriQ? Yes. Uh, Kim, maybe we, yeah, if you can um, find it, maybe we'll take a look. I, I, I'm thinking that, you know, if nothing obvious jumps out, itching many times can be a sign of... Um, like a, kind of a high toxin load on the body. So, you know, we're exposed to toxins all the time. You're exposed to even more in, you know, in a job like trucking. And at some point, the body just kind of gets overwhelmed with toxins. And it, it actually, it, our body has lots of ways to get rid of toxins. It actually has seven pathways to try to get toxins out of our body. And one of them is through the skin. So if you've got a heavy toxic load in the body and your body's trying to get rid of it through the skin, it can cause that skin irritation. So a lot of times we would do what we always do. We start with a good, clean diet, you know, make sure we've got digestion, um, proper, poor um, liver gallbladder function can cause this as well. So we go through all of that, you know, diet and digestion, and then if that doesn't clear it up, we start looking at a possible detox. I'm not... Not a big believer in doing a lot of detox. I'm a believer that, you know, if you give your body all the right food and you do the right things, it detoxes itself. But there are cases that, you know, we fixed everything else, but there seems to be a high toxic load still, so we'll do a formal detox. That that may be what this would come down to. Okay. All right. And what we're going to um, do... My second question is... Okay. When we're done with the Go second, ahead, I'm sorry. when we're done with the second question, what I'm going to do is put you back on hold, and um, 
Bridget will get your information so she can go look up your NutriQ and we can maybe something in there will jump out at us. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Uh, second question is what's your take on lecithin? Uh, what are you going to use it for? Just, uh, I heard that it's supposed to clean out your blood uh, vessels. I, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but. Um, I, I'm, I'm not a big believer in like these single nutrient fixes, you know, or these single food fixes like eat this and it fixes this. Um, you know, I go back to the same thing. We always work on the diet and the foundations. And if we identify a real mineral or uh, vitamin deficiency, then we might add certain whole foods. But the idea of adding things like lecithin or, you know, I, I, I don't know what the data says about whether that's actually true or not. And honestly, I don't care. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of taking that kind of stuff. You know, it, it almost never works. If you get everything else fixed, it may help a little bit. But if you get everything else fixed, you probably won't need it. Okay. All right, great. That's all I needed. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So I'll put you back on hold, Bridget. Can pick up and we'll track down that NutriQ. Oh, maybe Kim's already got it. I got it, Kevin. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, Let me take a look. Um, Well, yeah, so it's interesting because if we take his three peaks, his three peaks are liver, gallbladder, and I just said poor liver, gallbladder function can Mm -hmm. cause itching, Uh, pituitary, there may be some hormonal issues there and immune. So, which is an indication that, you know, a detox may be in order. I would work on, you know, diet and liver gallbladder function first. Uh, pituitary is a little trickier. Um, that would require some more one-on-one and maybe even some testing. And then if the immune system didn't improve as we worked on, you know, digestion and those other things, then maybe a detox. So it, it's interesting that, the three peaks all kind of correlate to something that could be causing this symptoms. Although, I don't, you know, Kim, I say that like I'm shocked. I don't know why, because the NutriQ almost always tells us exactly what we expect. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, how yeah. often does somebody because, tell yeah, us? On- yeah, how often does somebody tell us what's going on in their body and, and we can almost predict what the NutriQ is going to show? Yeah, I was reading out on that, you know, our uh, NTP site, too, where people share information, stuff like that. It's just incredible, the amount of knowledge. Um, and so I was looking real quick on something like that. Somebody was using an earthing sheet to help with their issues with uh, allergic reaction, kind of like with grounding, I think. It's, earthing. it's an earthing mat. Yeah. Kind yeah. I have one. Mercola sells one. It plugs into the wall outlet. but the Yeah, it's his. Oh, okay. The only thing that plugs in, you know how you have three prongs on a on a household plug? The You have the two, uh-huh. you know, like uh, parallel, and then you have the one round. The one round is the ground. You know, for people who don't understand electricity, that's the ground. So every one of your outlets, that that hole in the three holes is is a ground. So the entire electrical system in your house is grounded. So this mat only plugs into that and brings that grounding current to your body. You don't feel anything. It's not like electricity. 
but that's mm-hmm. how that grounding mat works. I thought that was pretty interesting. I have one. That is cool. I huh. have I have another mat. Use it? Uh, yeah, I do use it. Um, especially in the wintertime, because in the summertime, I get outside a lot in bare feet. You know, I make it a point oh, to get yeah. out every mm-hmm. day and walk in bare feet and do a lot of grounding. In the wintertime, not so much. So I tend to use the grounding mat more in the wintertime. I have another mat that I got from Bulletproof, and they should just call this thing the torture mat. Oh, my God. It is, <laughs> it's based on acupuncture, and the, the theory oh. is that the, that. a lot of the um, acupuncture points in your back and shoulders relate to the uh, rest and digest mode. So if you stimulate those, it helps your body get into the rest or digest mode, which helps you sleep better. But boy, when you lay down on this thing, it is painful. Oh, it's like thousands of tiny little spikes. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm actually getting used to it. I, it's <laughs> one, one of those weird things now. I kind of look forward to it. So when do you, how many, how many minutes a day do they have you do that? 20. 20 minutes is a long time when, when you're in pain. Yeah. Um, but it's funny how your body adapts to it. You know, now I lay down and I almost, and, and one of the other things that it does is releases endorphins. And I'm sure that's just from the pain alone. You know, it's kind of like the runner's high. Mm-hmm. When you've been running so long and you're enduring all that pain of running and then you get that endorphin rush or eating really, really spicy food, which I love to do, and then you kind of get that endorphin rush, you get the same thing from this. So you you get this rest and digest mode and this endorphin release. So it's kind of cool. That is me. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Let me... Uh, let me get to a break. We'll come back. We'll get to more of your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. 
We're going to get right back to the phone calls. We are off to Wisconsin. Jeff, welcome to the program. Yes. Hey, I had a DOT physical done. Yeah. And uh, everything came back good except for the protein sample or uh, your sample. The protein was a plus one. What does that even mean? Um, we, we do, we check for protein in urine to identify uh, kidney function. And when you start to see high uh, protein in the urine, it's uh, a sign of decreased kidney function or possibly even kidney disease. Um, I'm not sure about the plus one. I'd have to look at their scale. Um, have you ever had... That's all he said was a plus one. Okay. Yeah, I'd have to look at the scale to know that's if that's even a concern or not at that level. Um, it d- depends on which scale they used. Um, do you have a like a primary care doctor? Um, no. Yeah, me either. Um, if you you know if you want us to, if you could send the results, if they gave you, did they give you a report at all? Um, just uh, the physical thing okay, for not, the DOT thing. Not anything on that. Um, let me check something real quick. No. Uh, let me see if I can find something on that real quick. Let me, let me do this. I'm going to put you on hold since that's a really specific question, and I'm going to take a look at that, and I will come back to you. Let's, uh, let's go to Pennsylvania. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin and Cam. Um, questions are, I've been doing the keto off and on for over a year and a half now, and initially I was doing great. I dropped 50 pounds initially. And then kind of leveled off, had some issues with indigestion or digestion. Uh, got that corrected and doing well there. I'm just trying to figure out now what else can I do to try to get things restarted. I've been doing the Bulletproof, watching everything I eat. It's just I seem to be stuck <laughs> and not he, able to go any further. Yeah. Have you been through our keto class? Yes, I have taken that. Okay. Uh, got that on my thing that I go through every so often. So and you've... then I have also done NutriCure about every six months. Yeah, okay. Have you tried? We should probably look at another NutriQ to see if something's um, in there that might give us a clue. Have you tried fasting? I have not tried fasting yet, other than, you know, between shifts. I, you yeah. Know, running 10, 12 hour shifts and then. But other than that, no. Sometimes even like a 36 to 48-hour fast, uh, you could do a water or bone broth fast. I would even include Bulletproof Coffee because it makes fasting so much easier. Um, You may try that. Sometimes it takes a fast to kind of jumpstart it again. There there are a couple other things we can do, but I usually go to that that first because it tends to work. Um, Kim, any other thoughts on that? No. You know, I just always go back to if you need to to log food for a little while to track, and then we would look at it to see if anything jumps out at us. 
Um, I, I know the, the light balance is very important. Um, uh, to get to, to, to get your minerals in balance. Um, I'm trying to think, I read some Dr. Wolf, oh, not, Rob Wolf had talked about only, the importance of. Right. What's that's that the only thing that I don't, that's the only thing I don't include in my bulletproof is the light balance. I just hadn't got to getting that yet. So that might be as well. Yeah, I'll send you, Rob Wolf had a really cool, I posted it on the Destination Health page um, a good month or so ago, I think. He had a really good um, nine points with with uh, keto, and that was the one that really jumped out at me because you don't hear, you know, like we know, and we always recommend it to avoid cramps and stuff, but that was the first time I heard somebody include it in the list of keys to be successful on keto. And that and being successful just means being healthy on it too, you know. So um, those two things come to mind for me but if you want to track your food um either on chronometer or my fitness power even just write it down and take a picture and send to us we can take a look at that all right yeah i can do i usually try to do it on my fitness pal but i you know it's usually toward the end of the shift or at lunch break or whatever and then Mm -hmm. remember yeah, and see, I play my day out ahead of time on that with what I have, and that kind of solves my problem of that food emergency type stuff when you're busy. You know, you kind of thought it out ahead of time. Um, and with my fitness pal, you can go and do the printable version and then save it as a PDF and send to us that way. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right, I well, think... Well, I'll give that a try and uh, do a new and. Yeah, I, I think between right. those things, the Nutri-Q, the food journal, that list you're right, Kim, mm-hmm. is excellent. Maybe even trying a fast, I think we'll be able to uh, kind of break mm-hmm. through that. Uh, for Jeff in Wisconsin, um, the plus one, what I would recommend is actually retest. Um, I went and looked at that particular scale and chart. Um, I, I, would re- I would wait a week or two and retest, and um, I may even test with a naturopath. If you're going to go find somebody to do the test with, I would look for a functional medicine doctor, a naturopath, and do that. And that way, if there if it does come back high again, they can help you. There are plenty of natural things you can do to get that down. Sometimes it can actually be a kidney infection that can cause that as well. So sometimes um, a, in a traditional doctor, if that's what they determine, is going to give you antibiotics. But there are some... Um, natural foods you can eat to fight those kind of things as well. Let's go to Herschel in Ohio. Welcome. Hey, Kevin. How are you doing today? Good. What's on your mind? Well, as you know, I've been now on my stay away from this list with food sensitivities, what will be two years, March the 1st. And when I eat a salad now, it's like gagging a maggot off a roach coach. I can't hardly stand it. I eat it because it's the only thing I can have that don't kill me. A piece of meat and a bag of frozen vegetables is the same way. I need a clothespin for your nose. You got any bright ideas where I can get ideas of what to do with stuff so I can change what I'm having because I'm really tired of everything. You know, I as far as recipes go or ideas, I really like Diet Doctor. I, I don't use it a lot. Um, I, I use it for some ideas, and then I usually kind of change them. And the reason I don't like it, uh, 
don't mean to sound arrogant, but I do a lot of cooking, and there, there are a lot more basic recipes on Diet Doctor. But that's why I recommend it to people, because it's not stuff you're going to have to go out and find weird ingredients or do multiple steps. And, you know, the kind of cooking I like to do, I do it to relax, and it's usually a lot more involved. But Diet Doctor, to me, has really, really good, simple keto recipes and lots of ideas on how to use things. I know at one time you were talking about maybe having some kind of a list of your own or a book or something. I didn't know if oh, you were getting yeah. anywhere with that or you just buried it. We're just, <laughs> we're just buried. I mean, I, I feel so bad right now. We were just talking about this last night, Kim. Um, Brittany put in so much work on the book, and she's waiting on me, and she's been waiting and waiting and waiting for months. And I just, <laughs> I, just I feel bad. Um, you know, I feel blessed that we're so busy and we have so many projects and we're doing so many things, but boy, sometimes it can just be frustrating when you're not getting to them. Yeah. But, uh, all right. That's what I was curious about. I'll look at that diet doctor and see what it says. Yeah, it's, it's dietdoctor.com and they have just a, a really, really good, um, recipe database. So. I would check that out. Uh, Kim, I think we're coming up on the end of the show here. Anything you want to wrap up with? Um, you know, I use Pinterest for recipes as well, too, because I'll look at, because I'm not um, a very creative cook. I use, you know, again, look for things that don't take a lot of ingredients and so forth. So I'll skim through Pinterest, like kind of zero in. I'm doing one with, you know, look for one with chicken thighs, and I'm doing one with that. But you can scroll through and kind of see what looks good, see if you have the ingredients, and just have, have some fun with it. Yeah, Bulletproof actually is a pretty decent site. Uh, not not a lot. You're not going to find a ton of recipes there, but every now and then um, I get the newsletter, so every now and then I'll see a decent recipe in there and I'll save it. But I think Diet Doctor's my favorite for just really good basic, and they do, uh, yeah. they actually break it down into different levels, like, you know, moderate keto, um, you know, more extreme keto, so I like that as well. Well, that's going to do it. The music's playing. They're going to chase me out of here. We'll do it again real soon, so don't go away. Check out the website. It's letstruck.com. As always, be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. Kevin Rutherford.